Welcome to Fallout Off The Record, brought to you by Quest Gaming Network. And sponsored in part by the New California Republic. The safe people is a strong people. And now, on to our show. Welcome, everyone, to episode 29 of Fallout Off the Record. I'm your host, Rick McVick, and with us tonight is Shalene. Hello, hello. Yes, thank you all for joining us on a lovely evening. I have survived Snowmageddon or Snowpocalypse or what was it, Jonas? Yeah, that was it, Jonas. So The Jonas Brothers. The, yeah, the Jonas bro showed up and then just, like, snowed all over us. Um, yeah, I survived. We didn't lose power. That was amazing. All right, we're going to get kick everything off with some ads and uh, get onto our show tonight. We have a really cool one, one that was planned for a very long time. We just now got around to it. But anyway, tonight we are sponsored by TweakedAudio.com. If you're looking for a new set of headphones or earbuds, they have the right ones for you. They have them in many colors and many styles and options, some with microphones built in and some without, but they all sound wonderful. And right now, you can go to TweakedAudio.com, pick out your headphones, and at checkout, enter our code off the record, which is all one word, and you'll get 30%, you enter that at uh, checkout and you'll get 30% off and free shipping worldwide. So go to tweakedaudio.com, enter our code off the record for 30% off and free shipping on your new rad earbuds or headphones. We are also sponsored by audible.com. If you go to audibletrial.com slash questgamingnetwork and sign up for their th- free audiobook trial, it's a free 30-day trial, you'll get an audiobook of your choosing just for using that link. Uh, you can pick from all kinds of audiobooks. And tonight, Shaleen recommends. <laughs> what the frick? How do I even pronounce that? I'm going to let you take that, Shaleen. Who in hell is Wanda Fuka okay. by D.M. Ford? Not at all. Hard-boiled detective novel. <laughs> Wanda Fuka is, is spelled F U C A. I would not have said Fuka. Um, so it's yeah. a really good book. I'm sure it is. Uh, so yeah, go to audibletrial.com slash Quest Gaming Network and sign up for a free trial and download Who in the Hell is Wanda Fuka by GM Ford. You can become a patron of our show by going to patreon.com slash Quest Gaming Network and uh, sign up for a myriad of different rewards and different levels. That really helps us out. Once we hit a uh, threshold of $300 per month, we'll stop doing ads except for the Patreon one. Um, you can also donate to QGN uh, at a one-time donation by going to questgamingnetwork.com and using our PayPal link. You can also help us out non-financially by just sharing us on social media, your Facebook, your Twitter. Tw- <laughs> wow. I went all Southern. Your Twitter. You can, you can share us on your Twitter. And your Instagram or Instapaw, sorry, um, or like wherever to share us up. It, it makes us so happy when you do that. And tell your friends about us. Leave us reviews. We love it. We eat it up. Uh, so tonight's episode, we have some news, our gameplay, our Fallout quasi-lore, but it's basically what we're talking about tonight in our Fallout history segment, is all the games that could have been but never were. So canceled games like you may have heard Van Buren or Project V13, and so forth. We also have a weapon of the week and an e- listener email. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to get into our news. If you like news, you're going to love our next segment. What happened in the world of Fallout this week, Shaleen? All the things, Rick. All, All the, the things? things happened this week. And one of the things was uh, reported by GameSpot... Do you remember a few months ago when we were just a little baby podcast, just a fledgling show, we talked about a a power armor figurine that was upcoming by 3-0. That's right. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we had a big old discussion because uh, I was upset because there wasn't a lady version, I believe. Well, anyways, we have more details now. The figure is modeled on the default male soul survivor. It's 14.5 inches tall and it has over 35 points of articulation. The power armor pieces are detachable, and more pieces will be available in the future, which is pretty cool. And it has movable fingers that can hold a laser rifle, or you can get a minigun by ordering it online. It has a swappable head, so you can have the helmet showing or your face. And what You want to jump in here? No, I just... I'm, like, wanting... 
Like, yeah. that would look rad, like, on top of a Castle Grayskull, even though that's melding two different universes together, but that's, like, where mm-hmm. my mind goes. Because that, like, as, well, a you kid, know. as a kid, I wanted all those He-Man toys, and this is kind of, like, that for me. Would be pretty rad. Yeah. But the price? <laughs> well, before we talk about the price, I just want to say, the helmet has a functioning <laughs> LED on it, Rick. This may be the game changer for you. And now the price. It is available for pre-order $380 retail or $398 if you get the one with the minigun online. So it's a very cool figurine, but I can't imagine spending this kind of dough on a a collectible figurine. Yeah, Yeah, that's insane. I thought it was going to be like, "Ah." (laughs) I thought it was going to be like. The chat room is just cracking me up right now. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's a gold that's a golden one. Yeah, it. I you know like 150, I would have expected something around that, but like 300, the yeah. 400 bucks. There's absolutely, I can think of like a myriad of things that would be far worth that money, much more yeah. than a figurine. Well, that's a, a console right there. That's a gaming yeah. console. I mean, I was thinking of a guitar, but yeah, console, that's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's... Yeah. Anyway, if you happen to have just money coming out of your ears, and <laughs> you can go get one of these figurines, and you should do an unboxing video. If any of our listeners get this, please record an unboxing one. video so we can see it. We'd like to see that. Yeah, that's for sure. Are, our next item comes from VG247. There was this incredible settlement that was built without mods or console commands. And uh, it's called the Tower of Eden. Huh. You should check it out by Jug. He made it on a PS4, so we know he wasn't using mods or console commands. He hmm. just time, lots of time and dedication. He built it at Abernathy Farms, and it's incredible. Have you seen this? No, I haven't seen this at all, actually. You need to look this up. It's amazing, this settlement that he built. It's this massive, modern-looking tower. It's very cool. <laughs> very cool. I have to check this the out. The chat room is in rare form today. I know. They're, they're just really- on top of the game. <laughs> Man, if these were only... Yeah. If these only stayed as comments in the comment thread on this video. <laughs> yeah. be amazing. So good. Our next item from GameSpot, new information concerning mods on consoles should be coming soon. When asked... (laughs) I thought it was coming. I thought that, like, it was saying the mods are coming soon on the console. Here's more news. Not like, here's news about news that's coming. Yeah, it's it's (laughs) news that there will be news. When asked about console mods on Twitter, the official Fallout account replied, we'll be sharing more details soon. Stay tuned. And it's their style to just, you know, drop stuff on you. So yeah. I think they'll announce it when it's almost ready. You know, they'll, they'll be like, hey, you know, this some more new information about console mods and you can have them on Tuesday. <laughs> so, yeah, they, they would never do that. They just drop them on Tuesday. Basically. This one comes from Game Rant. It's a mod. The Traits and More Perks mod by Sirosan. I have potentially pronounced your name wrong. I apologize for that. This adds traits uh, like New Vegas, you know, and and some of the earlier Fallout Mm -hmm. titles. You can choose a a trait that gives you a benefit that comes with a handicap, like four eyes. Oh, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Small frame, you know, things like that. Uh, And also some additional perks. You get them at a chemistry station because the... uh, you know, the way that the Fallout perk system is set up, there's not room for more. True. But you can go to a chemistry station and give yourself a shot that gives you a perk. <laughs> and there's even a respec perk. So if you'd like to rebuild your character, that's a great way to do it. That's pretty cool. And, oh, yeah. There should be respec in every game, I believe. But, but I mean, but the, the way that this game is set up is... As you can you can level up and there's no cap, so you don't really have to mm-hmm. respect. You just have to play. Yeah, <laughs> you have a point, but it takes a lot of time when you get to the higher levels to continue that's, leveling that's up, true. and not everybody has all that time. That's anyway. when Preston Garvey saves the day. <laughs> he really has a <laughs> use when you're level really 80, does. and you just have to keep mining him. Let's talk about another mod. I found this one on Kotaku. It is the New Vegas multiplayer mod, yeah. which... 
It's very cool. Yeah, sounds right. Um, this is definitely something that I think we should try when it comes out, Rick. You can't use vats in it because that would be just too hard. <laughs> that would be funny. But you can use the pit boy. It makes you invulnerable. Just you, you stand still and mm-hmm. you're immortal <laughs> for a little while. <laughs> Players can pick po- pickpocket each other and also affect each other's quest lines. So it kind of looked like some zany hijinks could ensue from that. And they are going to be looking for testers soon, so you can can check that out on Nexus and see if you're interested in testing that out. I'm excited for this, um, and it kind of ties in with a little bit of a game segment we have a little later on concerning a, mm-hmm. uh, a canceled game. But uh, you know, we've always we talked about a little bit if there was ever going to be a Fallout MMO if we if we would like one. And there's like a side of me that would really actually enjoy running through the wasteland with like one other person. I <laughs> not, would adore co-op. Not, I would adore Fallout co-op. Right. But not a myriad of like other people. <laughs> but just like mm-hmm. one other person will be will be just fine. Um, not like ESO or anything like that. So this this might be this might have some legs. As a yeah. fun one. So we've got from GameSpot. YouTuber Cosmic Contrarian recreated the Lord of the Rings Helm's Deep battle, pitting <laughs> Minutemen against like a bunch of super mutants. Oh man. It was a pretty rad video. He he just it was so dramatic, the music and and <laughs> just it was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. I haven't seen that. I have to check it out. It's neat, you should. And we, that's the news for this week. Well, where can we find that at? On YouTube, YouTuber okay. Cosmic Contrarian. Oh, right. So you'll just it. look for his, his page. <laughs> okay. Great. Yeah, that's it for the news, which is pretty rad. And we're going to move straight into our gameplay. And unlike last week, I actually have some gameplay for you guys this week. Uh, I have been going through my second playthrough, my second, you know, run of the story, as you guys have been well aware. And if you've listened to, if you listen to the, you know, spoiler cast, you'll know how depressing my first playthrough was. Uh, so I'm at the point now where I killed my first courser in the game and I was wearing my, uh, T60 jetpack hot rod armor is what I call it. Cause it's got the hot rod painting and the jetpack and stuff. And I went after the courser and blew him to shreds and, and I used, uh, I had a rocket launcher, the tri-barrel rocket launcher that does 50% damage to robots. So I don't know if that necessarily applies to synthetics or not, but I used it, uh, regardless of that. And it was quite fun. The Corsair was a little easier this time through because I'm higher level than when I took it on the first time. And I took care of that and I decided to go find this fabled Court 35, which has the fabled XO-1 power armor. Something like that. And I'm running around Boston, and I find it. It's an unmarked location, and I find it. And at this point, I didn't have power armor on, because obviously I'm going to get more power armor, so how would I wear power armor? And uh, I walk in the building, go up the elevator, and I'm at the top. And I'm looking around, and I'm like, it's awful quiet around here. And then I'm walking through, and then I see this. the lights come on, and you know the alarm happens, and this sliding door opens up. And there's a sentry bot. I'm like, I got this because I pulled on my tri-barrel rocket launcher that does a lot of damage against robot uh, robots. You know, I fire three rounds, and I see its health go down to like almost dead. Then all of a sudden, I just get mutilated from behind, and I die. And then that's when I realize there's an assault round that spawns behind me. So I was like, okay, you know, second time's a charm. Go up there. I kind of stand off to the side a little bit from where the Saltron, you know, door opens. And when the uh, Centribot door opens, I let three rockets fly. And I retreat down this ramp. And then the Saltron comes after me. And as by this time, I've reloaded my rocket launcher with three rounds. And I fire three rounds at this thing. And I blow the Saltron to pieces. And then I see it sparking. And then I go, oh, no, I'm in a hallway. And this thing's about to explode. So I run in the elevator for cover. And boom, my body flies apart. And the elevator provides no cover. So, okay, third time, third time's a charm. I got this thing. So I'm running up the ramp this time. And I'm like, this time, I'm going to kill the Assaultron first. So I run around to the sentry bot side. When the door opens up, I fire my three rockets at the Assaultron. It goes down hard. I, I swing back to the left to, to get an angle on the sentry bot. By this time, it's already got an angle on me. The Assaultron explodes. 
I fire three rockets at the at the sentry bot, hit it three times. It doesn't explode. I run down the ramp. It follows me down the ramp, but it gets stuck. So this is where like the the fact that it has no idea how big it actually is, so it can't fit through a doorway, kind of thing happens. So I was happy about it. Fired three more rockets and blew it up. Opened up the doors, and there is my XO one power armor, which I tweeted a screenshot of the other night, and it's beautiful. I got it back to my uh, sanctuary base, and I have not the materials to upgrade it because I repaired the thing and it took everything I had. So I can't really mod it at this point, and I have no idea what mods I'm going to put on it. No, 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 no. I put the uh, tactical red headlamp on it because I want the red glowy eyes because I think that'd look pretty sweet. Um, and if you guys are following me on Twitter, at Rick McVick uh, on Twitter, um, I posted a screenshot of Mama Murphy who... <laughs> was just sitting at a power armor station, like, screwing, like, nothing and welding nothing because there was no power armor at the power armor station. So it just looked like she, like, was following in Shaleen's footsteps and just did a ton of chems and is just repairing some non-existent power armor. So I had to take a screenshot of that. That's all the gameplay I got in this week. Uh, I've been super busy, and I plan on getting more in um, either tonight or, or this weekend for next week. But, yeah, so what did you do this week, Shaleen? Okay, I played a little bit of Fallout 4 as well, and uh, I booted up my game. I was walking home from wherever I was in the in the wasteland. I don't know what I was doing, but I saw my trash veranda <laughs> sticking up in the seal in the sky from the wasteland, and I was just it made me feel so good to see my home there. Uh, so I, I can see the lure of of seeing like what you've built, you know. And I started off with the gameplay challenge. <laughs> Sorry, someone's commenting on uh, the horses galloping on. Uh, I know. Keyboard. Don't pick on me, guys. Don't pick on me. <laughs> hey, wait! Wait a second. I was trying to be quiet. Wait! Wait! I'm going to interrupt you, like I always, always do, because you're asking people not to make fun of you. When, if you look at any mm-hmm. of the iTunes reviews, I am thoroughly a cat killer. <laughs> Yeah. Every single person in UK is convinced I'm a mass murderer, and every single person in the US thinks I'm a cat killer. So make fun of Shaleen all you want with her. Well, you horses. are a cat killer and a, and a mass murderer. Whatever. There. So I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why you're asking for uh, vindication here. Because <laughs> I feel terrible. <laughs> anyway, Rick, <laughs> I started anymore. off with doing my gameplay challenge of the week. Uh, and that was a lot of my gameplay, so I just wanted to talk through that now. I I actually kind of cheated. I ballistic <laughs> weaved my shorts. <laughs> I had a ballistic weaved summer shorts outfit, and I put on my fashionable glasses. I really I wanted to put like one of the handkerchiefs like on my head, you know, mm-hmm. little kerchief on my head. I really regretted that I couldn't do that. Like, for the Jackie O look, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I put Preston, I was still running with Preston at the time, I put him in the checked shirt and slacks, <laughs> and I took off his hat and gave him some sunglasses, and he, he's he got kind of a young Denzel thing going on. He looks really good like Den- that. I don't think I'm going to put him back in his Minutemen outfit. Denzel? I, yeah. Like Washington? Yeah. Okay. It's, I, he looks really good. I, look at the screenshot. I, there's a screenshot somewhere. Okay. He looks really nice. All right. I just... Okay. So I went up to Bunker Hill because I was trying to shop for some things that I needed to ballistic weave my shorts. <laughs> I think I needed fiberglass. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I was visiting all the different vendors to try and find it. And Bunker Hill... Do you, you remember there was some happenings at Bunker Hill? There were and, some happenings uh, at Bunker Hill. They're all still in flea mode from these happenings. Well, so that's fun. <laughs> there's nobody just going about their lives. They're all over here with <laughs> duck and cover. Well, what? And I'm like, excuse me, I'd like to buy some ballistic weed. <laughs> and they will barter with me from this position. <laughs> you down there. <laughs> it's I need really to buy. Funny. <laughs> It's very funny. And they'll say their sassy remarks. They're like, oh, General of the Minutemen, should I salute us something? <laughs> and then, meanwhile, As they're just cowering. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was funny. That is funny. Anyway, <laughs> I took Preston to the Glowing Sea. We just uh, fast traveled to the edge of the Glowing Sea and just walked in. 
and just, you know, went walk about in a glowing sea. And our vacation was soon interrupted by a death skull rad scorpion. Um, uh, what? A death skull rad scorpion. Death which skull? Death skull. Wow. That was what it was actually called, a death skull rad scorpion. Huh, I've never seen that before. I hadn't either. And it's apparently a pretty high-level enemy because it had the skull next to its name. So, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, um, yeah, it's been a while since I've, I've seen something with the skull next to its name, but yeah, I'm, yeah, that's true. I mean, but it was actually called a death skull. Like, a yeah, death. that was its name. Wow. That was its name. Yeah. Death I've never, skull e- red scorpion. I've never even, okay. Look, chat room. I understand mm-hmm. what she's saying. I'm just like in, uh, <laughs> yeah, just whatever. So. I'm going to ignore the Moving chat on. room. Moving along. (laughs) I killed the rad scorpion. I I tried to make it my pet, but it didn't work out. So I had to kill it. And (laughs) so I'm walking through the the glowing sea. I was only getting like four rads. And Mm -hmm. after I took a rad X, it was only one rad. And I thought, you know what? That's kind of weak sauce. That's really not so bad for this the glowing sea. They make it to be such a big deal. And it's not that much radiation. I really felt like without power armor or without a hazmat suit, you should be getting like 12 or 15 radiation yeah. in there a second. Yeah. I, I really thought it should be basically unsurvivable without without a hazmat suit or power armor. And it's it's really not so bad. So I was unimpressed. I found a cool church that was like sunken into the ground. So that huh. was very cool. And awesome. it was – we were going to have a picnic. I brought some Nuka-Cola and some Instamash. But the, it was full of feral ghouls, and they would not let us have our picnic. So there were three legendary rotting feral ghouls, and I'd never seen so many legendary enemies in one place before. But I just took pot shots from the roof and then jumped in there. I found a vertebrate wreckage that was neat. I was playing in third-person mode. Oh, how was that? that? Was, yeah, it was pretty good. It works really well. I played in third-person mode for most of the challenge because I thought it was so funny to see myself in the shorts outfit in the glowing (laughs) scene. Yeah, that is a little counterintuitive. And then here was the best part for me. I found this satellite relay tower in the glowing sea, and you can activate this tower, and it just kind of puts out some some satellite dishes. Like, they they come spreading out from the, the base of the tower. Yeah. And then there are three radio signals that you can get that you couldn't get before you activate the tower. Huh. It was really cool. So I tracked down each of those radio signals, and uh, two of them were originating from ham radios, right? Yeah. And when you click on the ham radio, it shuts off the signal. Woo. (laughs) You can tell. Yeah, this is exciting, Rick. Oh, because uh, how many times have you clicked on a ham radio and nothing happens? And every time you think something's going to happen one of these days, something should happen. I, uh, you, just, you just you have no enthusiasm for this. I uh, see. Now, am I the only one that am I the only one that that clicked on all the ham radios? No, I do because this is like all right. Before we started the show, Shalene had mentioned that she found a ham radio that did something, okay? And I do click on all the ham radios just expecting a, hello? Are you there? Oh, gosh, someone's alive. You know, like, I'm expecting, like, something like that, but not no. like, not like, and then, like, nothing. Because you're just turning off a, I don't know. I got so amped up because I thought you actually, like, contacted someone on the other end of a ham radio because that's what no. ham radios are supposed to no. do. <laughs> they, they were transmitting the radio signals, and then you can shut them off. And uh, I'm so sorry. I thought it was really cool. And and <laughs> moving along, but but wait, um, you do know that like if you track down other signals in the wasteland, like have you other found signal? Oh, wow, have you found other signals that have done that in the wasteland? Yeah, you can. Usually, it's like a, a little handheld kind of radio. It's not usually a ham radio. Huh? Because all I found, if it, like even in um. You know, New Vegas and or mainly Fallout Three, but I found everything that I found has been ham radios you can switch off in the. Really? Yeah. I don't know. See, I've always expected to turn one on and to get something. Now that's something I've never ever experienced. It's like turning one mm-hmm. on and hearing hearing one. I'm so sorry. I just did I take all the steam out of the enthusiasm. You did. It's, I'm it's so gone. sorry. <laughs> I'm, 
I was really excited. I anyway, anyway, moving along, moving along. I made best friends with Preston Garvey, so I, I no longer have to hang out with him. <laughs> but at the same time, like his best friend's dialogue was like it made me feel terribly guilty about all of the terrible things that we've all said about <laughs> Preston. Because he's just a guy that's been through some stuff, and yeah. you know he's trying and trying the best he can to get by. And <laughs> I thought about his dialogue there all day. Really, it really, yeah, it stuck with me because it's you know I have some some real life friends that have been in similar positions to Preston, and it was it was rough, you know, it was it resonated. That's huh. what I'm trying to say. Oh yeah, was, yeah, huh. Um. Hmm. Anyways, that was that was kind of dark. No, I. You're right. You're right. Maybe we've underestimated Preston Garvey all this time. He just has like really bad separation anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> but I felt bad. You know, I felt bad for for making fun of him so much. Hmm. Because yeah, he's doing the best he can. <laughs> I found a legendary matriarch death claw. Oh. And uh, yeah, I took a selfie with her. <laughs> As you're running, just like <laughs> it took me so long to get one where she wasn't like actively killing me. <laughs> I kept having to reload that save and sneak over the hill. And like <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's like the bros with the tiger selfies. That was like a trend Basically. for a little while. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> I found this plane that was one of the uh, one of the radio signals. It was the Skylines flight whatever some oh. number and it was really a neat location uh there was a black box that you could get that had the last transmission oh. from the pilot on it it's very cool and there was a smuggling cache in the in the belly of the plane where i found some gauss rifles and some stim packs i think and some pre-war money but anyways, we now know that pre-war money is worth $100. Each bundle of pre-war money is $100. Really? Because the, sh- the smuggling manifest said $2,500 in cash, and there were 25 bundles of pre-war money. Okay. So. That's pretty rad. But two things. Is this in the glowing sea? Mm-hmm. Okay. And second thing, if you're smuggling, why do you keep a record of what you're smuggling? Like just, well, you know, just in case the authorities actually find it, you know, like, well, they should find no, everything. No, if they find it, you're in trouble anyway. Just, but if they don't find it, then you have to have an invoice for your customer. Maybe. I don't know. It just seems like smuggling, like word of mouth would be like the, you told me I was getting 25. There's only 24. Like, I thought that would be kind of the, the manifest. <laughs> you're not a very efficient criminal, Rick. No, but apparently I'm an efficient murderer. I don't know. Um, it's not good it at the white anyway, anyway, it was there, and we now have an accurate exchange rate for pre-war money. <laughs> and I found out that rain settles the radiation in the glowing sea. That was pretty neat. Oh, that's pretty cool. And I had um, – I'm hanging out with Codsworth now because I've fin- gotten Preston's perk. I'm trying to get everybody's perk. He seems less judgy now than he did in the beginning. Hmm. So, yeah, I don't think I'll have too much trouble getting him to like me because – he loved every time I repaired anything at the gas station. <laughs> so that's good. And then I, I had one last thing, and this is going to sound like a repeat of your incident. I had a listener uh, on Twitter. Um, I wrote down the Twitter handle, a tried a, a treaties duke. I, I'm sure I mispronounced your Twitter handle, and I apologize, sir. Yeah, it's not easy, is it? He tweeted at me, go to this unmarked location Ride the elevator, take lots of weapons, hashtag trust. <laughs> and of course, that location was Court 35. I, ah. I went there. I rode that elevator up there, and I'm like, derp, derp. And <laughs> I walk out. <laughs> the lights go off, and I see the sentry bot come out at me. I've got my uh, combat rifle that I've been using. And I'm shooting him. You know, I'm doing okay against the, the, the uh, sentry bot. I get it dead. And, of course, I didn't see the Assaultron either. And the next thing I know, I have fallen off the roof. And I am plunging to my death. So I reloaded that save. And I went out. And I knew that now I knew, you know, that there was 
and a Saltron as well. And I managed to take them both down with only a little bit of jet and <laughs> some determination. <laughs> and I got my set of XO1. And ah. I took it home. Mm-hmm. Took my XO1 home and I upgraded it all the way, every piece. And I had to go on like a quest for coffee cups because I didn't have enough ceramic. That was something I haven't been collecting. And I um, I was like, where do I find you know more coffee cups? I overlooked so many coffee cups. And finally, I have, here's a pro tip for everybody. If you make friends with the folks at the Cabot House, all of their stuff is free. Yes. And yeah. it responds. And they have lots of plates, lots of vases. So you can go there and just gather up all all of their all of their different ceramic things if you need ceramic. Are vases ceramic? Mm-hmm. Vases, plates, cups, Ugh. and umbrella stands, all ceramic, and ashtrays, all ceramic. Uh, yeah, I gather up all the ashtrays and, and cups and plates, but I didn't know the mm-hmm. vases were. Yeah, like coffee cups are like your best mm-hmm. friend. Luxo Brew coffee pots. I didn't know. And coffee mugs. All the ceramic. So I, <laughs> I upgraded my suit of XO1 all the way, and then I painted it pink. <laughs> oh, this is the pink. Okay. All right. Yeah. And I made the headlamps purple so that it would look like a Lisa Frank notebook. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and it's so pretty, and I love it. And that's my gameplay for the week. <laughs> awesome. I, uh, what now? What level was your XO when you found it? Was it like three. a base? Okay, yeah, that's what mine was. Three. I wasn't sure if that was level dependent. What level are you? I'm level fifty-two, I think. Okay, so you're you're above you're above me then by a little bit. So it might be level dependent. I don't know. Maybe it's just always three. What I'm curious about is if you can somehow manage to get there at like level three or something. Is it a full set? Is it even XO? You know. Yeah, because I know that. I would think that seems like a, a scripted thing. Like it wouldn't be level dependent. Well, true. I, I can't remember what the I, I you know I can't remember what it said, but I I know most of the spawn points for XO are level dependent, so I'm not sure if that is. Mm-hmm. But, all right. Well, we had a gameplay. Mm, challenge. Joseph says it won't be XO one. It is level dependent. I That's trust I him. He, he's he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> I trust Joseph implicitly. Not me. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Um, I, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Tiki in the, uh, chat room just said Lisa Frank reference reason number 77. Why Shalene is hashtag not creepy. I'm wondering what the number 77 reason why I'm creepy is. Cause I know mm-hmm. I would not be. Not no, creepy. it's the reason why I'm her, her BFF. Oh, hashtag see, I creepy. had that covered. You gotta read the whole thing. See, read the whole I don't thing. do that. It's just like when I read news articles. I only read the title. I, who reads the actual mm-hmm. article? Um, but we had a gameplay challenge last week about taking a uh, summer vacation to the glowing sea. And we're going to try the slideshow thing again. Uh, and okay. hopefully it works. So Let me see. I have to, I have to do You the have to have the names okay. up so we can – I'm ready. We can I'm give ready. credit to where credit's due. Um, so that one is Zach Gerlifson, who is, I believe, in the chat room now. Oh, cool. All right. So yeah. he's there with a death claw. Although I wouldn't, I wouldn't really say. I mean, if you dress like yeah, that, yeah, he cheated. He's in his hazmat suit. Chalene, in all defense, maybe he's going diving later in the Bahamas. <laughs> you know, kind of <laughs> suit thing. So there's that. I wonder what kind of death claw it is. That thing looks beastly. It does look pretty rough. <laughs> it looks pretty rad. It's a good. It's a good screenshot. So it's our, a very good screenshot. So our next one is not happening because this thing is. Ridiculous again. Mm. All right, there we, we should go. have practiced this before the show. That's Promeisty, who also took a selfie with the death claw, and his came out a lot better than mine. <laughs> Look at his rads. Woof. Uh, plus six, and he's more than halfway gone. Um, he looks like a like a G, like a like a model there. He does. He's got some <laughs> biceps going on. So, yeah, our next screenshot. What is 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 not happening? Yes. Oh, I'm hitting the wrong one. There we go. Whoa. Okay, there we go. That is uh, Zach, aka Terranator, who I think is also in the chat room. Maybe not. But he tweeted us all week his struggle to find the shorts. He couldn't find the shorts <laughs> anywhere, and he was going nuts. 
And then he, today he, he went to the glowing sea in his shorts that he finally found, and he tweeted us a whole series of screenshots. It was very fun. That's amazing. I love the Megaton hair, too, by the way. Looks good. Looks good. So next up. So okay, good. that one, you've gone out of order now. Well, okay, that's that one not my is fault. Denise. <laughs> and uh, she sent in a whole series of vacation shots. They were very cool. This one was my favorite. And a, in and front of the Super Duper Mart. Yeah, an old Super Duper Mart. I don't think, uh, I think that's the parking garage or something. Um, mm-hmm. It looks like the parking garage. But she looks like she has dog meat with her. She does, yeah. She took dog meat. Awesome. Let's see. Next one. That one is from Jacob. He uh, included this with a tweet, wife and I, glowing sea and chill. And you can see he and Kate are in matching shorts outfits with visors. <laughs> yeah, they are. In, in, the, uh, in the crater of the Adam, or mm-hmm. I forget what that's called, but where all the little crazy people are. The crater of Adam. The crater of Adam. That's an adorable screenshot. It's a good screenshot. Are they wearing slippers? <laughs> that's the shoes that come with the, the summer shorts outfit. Oh, <laughs> This is my favorite one. Oh, it's so good. That's Vendor Trons. <laughs> he wore the grognak outfit. So he's got what is that? Like that's like a sea captain hat? Yeah. It's like a sea captain hat, so, and you can see he's got a nuclear explosion in the background of his screenshot. Explosion. And two lightning two lightning bolts <laughs> on either side of him. This is the most metals that Fallout off the record has ever been. <laughs> like, so and for those of you listening, just imagine like a shirtless ocelot from Metal Gear Solid 2. No hair. Well, short hair. At least it's in a captain's thing. Just in this like apocalyptic wasteland with a nuclear explosion and, and lightning bolts. Very much ocelot But then, it's just such a good screenshot. It's, it's awesome. so good. And this one. Okay. That one is Heather's. She said she's going to Virgil's for the first time. Rocking her beehive haircut. It looks so good. Yeah, that's awesome. I didn't even know you could get the beehive. Yeah, it must be one of the magazines, like the Megaton hair. Yeah. Because I, I don't believe beehive was an option in the character creator. No. Or why wouldn't I have chosen it? <laughs> I yeah, I actually have only found the Megaton hair. I haven't found the other ones or not. The other mm-hmm. ones. Yeah, it's a... <laughs> oh, like that's a one. good screenshot. With XO. That one is Grumpy Gaz. <laughs> That's and you really can see one. he kind of did a meta challenge here yeah, with the yeah. two pieces of perfectly preserved pie. So we've got the a pie challenge combined with our summer shorts challenge. We did, the we did say picnic. So he's got the pink goo. He's got, I think, mm-hmm. what is that? Potato crisps? Or, no, those aren't potato crisps. Those are some other candy beside beside him. The, the Nuka-Cola Quantums, two of them sitting on the hood of the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a suit of XO in the background. Mm-hmm. That's a great screenshot. In front of the red rocket. You know, if this was pre-war, this would be like totally, totally rad looking if it was pre-war. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And then the next one. Uh, that one's mine. That's ah. me, and, me and Preston. You and Preston taking a vacation yeah, together. Yeah, see how good Preston looks in this outfit? Oh, see, that's why you said Denzel. In my head, I was thinking Paladin Dance. <laughs> Yeah. So I was so confused. That's the problem. No, Denzel Washington. Yes, I can see that now. And yeah, in the, it's the sunglasses and the, the slacks. He looks really good. Gotcha. And I don't think I'm going to put him back in his Minuteman outfit. <laughs> that's awesome. And then let's see if we have another. Nope, that's it. That's everything we got. So yeah, if you um, have we tweeted, have we retweeted those? Uh, we retweeted them as they came in. Uh, maybe I'll do a couple of compilation tweets okay. after the show. And if you're listening to this on the podcast, you can always use the uh, hashtag FOTR challenge to search for those challenge pictures. We yeah, have please, a- please use the hashtag when you send us your challenge because that helps us a lot. Yeah, most of you did, and that was awesome. We like seeing the hashtag get used. So thank you very much for doing that. We have a, uh, we have a new uh, challenge this week. And uh, um, Shaleen came up with it, and I'm actually very happy. So why don't you uh, debut this one? It's called Scrooge McDuck, and it's just what it sounds like. We want <laughs> you to, like, build a swimming pool and fill it with pre-war money. <laughs> as much as much pre-war money as you can. Mm-hmm. So that that would be uh, – oh, and, and Zachary, uh, Gr- Gr- Zachary says the, the death claw was an alpha. 
Um, so yeah, uh, that, that and mem- remember, please use the hashtag FOTR challenge when you're doing this. Uh, everyone gets to see what you're doing a lot easier than like just random texts or random tweets. So yeah, that's it for our gameplay this week. We have up next the moment you've all been waiting for, maybe, and the moment we've been planning to do for a very long time. We've wanted to do an episode based on the games that never happened. Mainly being Van Buren, we were going to do a let's play because I actually have in, I actually have Van Buren, uh, quote unquote, installed. <laughs> Gerlofsen, thank you pronunciation of that last name. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so Van Buren, I actually have that on my PC. You can play it, kind of. You can just kind of walk around in a small little map. That's about it. But we're going to talk about all the games that never were. So we're going to get started off with one. And these aren't in any sort of order. They're just kind of in there. Um, Fallout PlayStation was going to be a thing. It was a top-down game a la Baldur's Gate-style RPG shooter thing, which sounds like it would have been really fun. It's not the same as the other ISOs, but I don't know. I liked Baldur's Gate. Did you ever play Baldur's Gate, Chalene? Nope. Um, Okay. Never mind then. Play it. It's fun. It's very. It's a very fun game. Uh, it was going to be uh, developed by Interplay, but it was canceled in three to four months with early prototyping done. So it didn't really make it very far. And again, that was going to be on the PlayStation. Um, there's also uh, there was also a game called Fallout Extreme, which just screams it was going to be amazing with that title. It should have had that screenshot from Vendertron as the cover art. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was going to be on the Xbox and the PlayStation 2. It was going to be on the Unreal Engine. And it was a code development process between Interplay and 14 Degrees East. I don't know if 14 Degrees was a division of Interplay, so don't yell at me. It was a squad-based first- and third-person tactical game, which I thought was pretty – sounded pretty like – you know, extreme for that. Like XCOM? Yeah, well, first and third person. Like, you could, like, maybe you could switch between them or different different missions would be different things. But it sounded kind of extravagant for that that era of, of gaming. Because there wasn't a lot of games where you could swap views like that that went over very well. I guess you could Morrowind. But then we all know what that looked like. Anyway, the player would control a four-person team. The missions and choices would be interconnected. And you could switch between the squad members. Like, this sounds insanely very <laughs> complex. There was also a multiplayer. Uh, there was also a multiplayer option that they were going to have in there. So it was going to be like, what, five discs big? <laughs> um, the story goes as this, kind of. The Brotherhood of Steel is expanding. And as they're expanding, they're going to war with the settlements in the area. And they're taking them as slaves or enslaving or, you know, um, recruiting them to be cannon fodder. Your squad is a squad of revolutionaries known as the Cause, or you're from the the Cause, and you take on and you ultimately defeat the Brotherhood of Steel. Then you find out why the Brotherhood of Steel was moving up into Canada, because you didn't know why they were expanding so fast. Um, What was happening is China was building a missile called the Doomsday Missile, because this game already has rad names in it, um, that was going to destroy the rest of America, apparently. So the locations, and this would have been really cool. This is what... Uh, you know, according to this game, this is what would have you know piqued my interest. The locations were in the Pacific Northwest, so Seattle, Oregon area, um, the Bering Strait, Northeast Asia, and then finally China. So you had to fight and travel your way over to China, which I thought would have been really cool because we've always talked about how these games are concentric to the United States. We've always wondered what happened in other areas. So that was it uh, for that game. Um, it didn't make it very far besides that, I, d- I believe. There was also Fallout Pen and Paper D20 was the name or working title. Not quite sure. It was a pen and paper RPG developed by Glutton Creeper Games. Uh, And then Bethesda threw down the legal hammer and pen and paper was no more. It was changed to the game Exodus. So, yeah, we'll see more of that kind of tactic happen later. Uh, Fallout Tactics... Two, which was a sequel to Fallout uh, Brotherhood of. It was a sequel to Brotherhood. Why wouldn't it be a sequel to Fallout Tactics? It's, it's a sequel to Fallout Tactics. I, I, I got the I got the show notes wrong. Sorry. Uh, it was canceled shortly into concept as sales declined for the uh, Fallout Tactics One, 
like they had started cons- you know they had started to develop it as they launched the first game and then they saw it tanking so they scrapped it it took place in southeast usa and was a man versus nature theme now i re- actually really enjoy the concept they had for this one so if any modders out there want to get really ambitious here you go a geck had been ir- irradiated and the garden that it created had was like all messed up and mutated and had mutated plants and mutated um mutated animals in it. You know, it was kind of like uh kind of like Vault 22, I would probably imagine. But uh yeah, and you were tasked to go find the source and stop it, much like Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs 2. Uh at least that's what it reminded me of because it's kind of the same thing. Um although they were terraforming with food and not plants. Anyway, Fallout Brotherhood of Steel 2 was another game that was uh, started and failed. It comprised story elements of Van Buren and Tactics 2. And Interplay was the developer. And, of course, it failed again. Uh, And then this one was probably the most intriguing of all of them, to me at least. Project V13. Um, It was internal code for Fallout Online that was going to be developed by Interplay and Black Isle Studios, which is a division of Interplay. It was canceled due to legal disputes with Bethesda, because that was around the time they bought the rights to the IP. Um... It was to be a MMORPG Fallout, and I think from what I can figure out, it was supposed to be in Seattle. Don't hold me to that, um, but I think so. It was uh, back under development, I think, in 2013 under Black Isles Studio, uh, but it was no longer going to be a Fallout game. It was going to be called Project V13, but it is. they had a Kickstarter and everything that raised like six grand or something like that, and it's been forgotten since they all kind of faded away like the new like they had a forum up and everything like where they were posting news and it just kind of like disappeared without anyone really noticing it was gone till one day somebody said hey what about that money i gave to you guys and then no one answered because the company was out of business um so there's that which i still i still could do a fallout rpg type of mmo that'd be kind of fun or multiplayer now the the crystal Jewel or the the jewel, the crown jewel here is Van Buren because this one I think was the one that was taken the furthest and then dropped. Um, it was it was a canceled Fallout project that was under development by Black Isle Studios, which was a division of Interplay. They seem to really try to Interplay was really trying to do something with Fallout so much. Poor guys. Uh, this would have been Fallout Three had it not been canceled. Black Isle were known from. Black Isle are known for their work with the Fallout and Baldur's Gate series. Many of the Black Isle's employees went on to uh, form Obsidian. The game used the 3D Jefferson engine, which was created for Baldur's Gate 3, but never used due to Baldur's Gate cancellation. Uh, Interplay lost the D&D license, which is why that never happened. The game could be played either in real time or with a turn-based combat, and turn-based would be emphasized. Um, Real-time combat and co-op were included in Interplay's requirements. The lead designer for the project was Joshua Sawyer, who was also the lead for Fallout New Vegas. Um, So yeah, Van Buren was canceled in December of 2003 due to financial difficulties. The game was set in the American Southwest along the eastern border of the New California Republic, Arizona, Nevada, Colorado, and Utah. It was set in 2,253. The locations in the game include, excuse me, uh, the Tibet's facility, a military prison that was taken over by Vault Tech, Denver, aka Dogtown, where the Z Boys were, Boulder Dome, a research facility, Hoover Dam, the Grand Canyon, Vault Twenty Nine, where children were raised by AI, the original home of Harold. Um, uh, sorry, never mind. Maxon's bunker. Maxon's bunker. Is that? Uh, yeah. Fr- is that tied in with uh, BOS? Yeah. Okay. Uh, many other awesome-sounding locations were in the show notes. The plot is the player began the game in a prison cell. <laughs> Sounds like a Bethesda game. And were given the choice as to whether they had been wrongfully imprisoned or were actually a criminal. If the player chose criminal, they would get some special traits. An explosion knocks a hole in the wall and the prisoner can escape. The player is pursued by robots wanting to return him to the prison. They find out about some of the NCR's problems and the game goes on from there. There's also a mad scientist named Victor Presper who has a plot involving the new plague and an orbital nuclear bombardment of the world. You can kind of get a taste of this in Fallout 3 when you um, go to one of the satellite arrays and you can call down fire from the heavens in the form of nuclear bombs. Uh, Van Buren featured a different version of the special system and skill system. The speech was divided into deception and persuasion and perks were tied to skill, not level. 
The NCR slash BOS war uh, would have figured heavily in the game. According to Chris Avalon, who left Interplay before the cancellation of Van Buren and later worked on New Vegas, many aspects of Van Buren were incorporated into New Vegas in modified forms, such as Joshua Graham and Caesar's Legion. Uh, the Van Buren tech demo, which can still be found online, I have it, it's pretty easy to get, uh, has a total different storyline than Van Buren. It's very wonky and the female PC is topless, but you can see the engine in action. And yes, that is very true. They decided to literally develop these things from the ground up. Um, now, I've I've booted up Van Buren and it looks like you think it should, obviously. It was never polished or anything. And I don't really think you can really get anywhere outside of this tiny little map. And I walked around a little bit. I didn't find any sort of um, bad guys or anything like that. You're just kind of followed by some dude in power armor carrying a minigun. And uh, I fiddled around with it for a little bit. And I was actually going to do like a Let's Play thing or like, you know, just to show you the video. But it was nothing really to show other than some some perks and some things like that were carried over into New Vegas, which we had talked about because we and Shaleen were discussing this back when we thought we were going to do Van Buren. I also want to point out that someone in the chat room said Bethesda saved Fallout, if you ask me. I think that was Zachary. Uh, shoot, I forget how to pronounce it already. Anyway. Gerlefsen. Thank you. I keep wanting to say Gerfuffelson. I just ignore me. <laughs> <laughs> you have combined his name with the word Gerfuffle. Yeah, it's just... It's, my brain for you but uh, <laughs> he's absolutely right Bethesda totally saved this IP we would have been stuck in a world of like ISO games which for some isn't bad we wouldn't be stuck in a world of ISO games we would be stuck in a world where the last fallout was made in the 90s and that's what we would be stuck in the rest would have been perpetually cancelled <laughs> they would have this, this franchise would be languishing in the slag heap without Bethesda you know it's it's yeah. Not that, sure, it's different now, and uh, some people like that, some people don't, but it wouldn't exist in any form if they hadn't have, have come stepped in, in my opinion. Yeah, that's true. I, um, you know, somebody in the chat room saying funding, I'm sure that had a lot to do with it as well, you mm -hmm. know, but there again, they would never have happened, you know, regardless of whatever the reason was why these games weren't getting made. Bethesda did kind of save the franchise. And you can see that in the fact that... Well, just look at last E3. They wouldn't, you know, if they... This franchise wasn't a success. They would not have been the opening thing for E3. You know, and made, you know, millions of dollars with a mobile free game, essentially. So, yeah, they really took this IP and ran with it and made it really, really good. You know, despite the fact that, you know, they upset a few people and... Made a few people ecstatic, ecstatically happy. So, what do you what do you think about all these games, Shaleen? Do you do you like any of these premises? Would you like to see any of these made in some way? Or I don't know. Some of them kind of sound like um, there was a lot going on. It's it's just hard to judge, Rick. It's just hard to judge. <laughs> some of them were cool, and and some of them were kind of out there, but <laughs> it's hard to judge. Yeah. Now. I know we've talked about this before, so maybe we'll keep it brief. But what do you think about a Fallout multiplayer? Like, are you happy for that new mod for New Vegas? Oh, yeah. I would love a Fallout co-op. Um, I, I Yeah, I would love a Fallout co-op. Do you want to... Would, totally like would you like to see anything, like, in the realm of ESO? But, you know... Um, probably. FO? I mean, I would, I would, I would play it. Okay. I, uh... See, I'm I've digging. Played, I'm digging for conversations. I'm sorry, Rick. I'm <laughs> sorry. I've I've played some ESO. I've played uh, a few hours of ESO. Mm -hmm. Not a ton of it. I enjoyed it. I I'm really. I've never played an MMO other than that one, and uh, I I don't really know how it works. And I feel stupid every time I play it. I feel stupid. Yeah. It um, but if I kind of ignore the MMO parts and just play it as as Skyrim with funny menus. Then I, I like it more. You know, so it works. But I just, you know, I, I feel kind of dumb when I play it because I, I don't understand what's going on. You, you know, know, you you have you have a very good uh, point there. MMOs have such a different language. I mean, the one that I play mostly, I tried ESO, can't stand it, so I went back to Guild Wars two, and it is super complicated. The crafting is off the wall, insane. 
Um, but yeah, you're right. It's it's got its own language, and it would be interesting to see how that would translate into the Fallout universe. But it would be something I would try as long as there's instances where like I'm not sneaking into a room to get something, and there's like five other people sneaking in with me. Because there were little stories. Like if it's instance to like me specifically, I would enjoy it a little bit more. But um, yeah, yeah, I. I've played tons of co-op over the years, though, and I, I would love Fallout co-op. Yeah, that, and, would, uh, that would be higher on my list than an MMO. <laughs> I don't know if, if uh, I, I could learn how to play an MMO. For Fallout, I would learn. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I remember I remember being like on the Fallout forums years ago when uh, when this interplay MMO was something that might still happen. Right. And I remember, you know, posting on this forum like, yeah, you know, this would be the thing that would make me try an MMO. And that holds true today. I, I would absolutely invest the time to to figure it out. Yeah, because there's I've played a few. Uh, I guess I guess they're MMOs, but they're not necessarily RPG esque MMOs. Like um, War Z, I think it was called at first, and then it was transferred over to uh, Infestation. It was like a zombie yeah. survival MMO, and that was or like lot- uh, Destiny. I never, I never played that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Destiny's I, I, totally an MMO. I know. Yeah, it's the concept. I, I mean, um, is it? Is it an MMO? I think Destiny's an MMO. I thought it was and, like. Uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Where are we? We in Fallout off the record? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow, we do this a lot. It happens. It anyway. happens. <laughs> um, but I guess what we're trying to say is we would really like a uh, Fallout co-op thing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what's this? Well, I launched. Shall what? we talk about the weapon of the week, Rick? Yes, we should. Our weapon of the week is called Nuclear Nelly. <laughs> <laughs> Nuclear Nelly was a weapon from the canceled Fallout name. Go Fallout. <sighs> Words are hard. <laughs> Nuclear Nelly was a weapon in the canceled Fallout game, codenamed Van Buren. This cannon was designed to hurl a 10-megaton nuclear warhead a distance of 30 miles. And it was modified by pre-war ghoul Willem Clark to fire a dirty bomb. Willem planned to use it to clear an approximately two-block area of people who would flee the spread of radiation and nuclear material. And he he planned to plant it on a rail car so that he could take it nearer to his target when he found a suitable threat. So he he was just doing this preparation, <laughs> guys. You know, you gotta you gotta be ready. You know, you never know what's gonna happen. However, a broken lift cable left Nuclear Nelly stranded underground in his underground lair. <laughs> Sorry. Nuclear Nelly can be found at the reservation in the Four States Commonwealth, formerly the Los Alamos Nuclear Testing Facility, and her design was based on Atomic Annie. The real-life M65 atomic cannon that was developed by the United States during the Cold War. And these were actually deployed, Rick, in Europe and Korea. Actually deployed. This is something we built and sent overseas. Yep. But they were soon rendered obsolete due to advances in missile technology. (laughs) There are eight of them still in existence. And... uh, there's one near where you live and one near where I live, and I think we should go visit them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be totally awesome. Um, the fact that, like, it sounds super, like, yeah, super, super, super. The fact that it sounds super ridiculous to build a weapon like this, and then it's like, oh, um, by the way, they exist. <laughs> it's just so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody mentioned the SAR, the SAR bomb in, uh, in the chat. I'd like to point out – we're going to talk about the SAR bomb one of these episodes. But just real quick, a little fact about the SAR bomb. When they popped that thing, that was when everyone decided, you know, we should really put a limit. Like the all these nations get together to talk about all this nuclear testing of all these nuclear weapons. And they're like, we should probably put a cap on how big we make these things. Mm-hmm. And if you have to have that conversation, you're toying with the wrong stuff. Yeah, <laughs> like, you've already you've already passed the cap if you're if you're yes <laughs> haven't <laughs> like, had that conversation. Like, and of course it was the uh, yeah, and it was a Russian bomb, the Sar bomb, because mm-hmm. 
That only makes sense. But yeah, so check that thing out. We'll be talking about it a little bit more in depth. But that is the nuclear Nelly. That is insane. I'll have to figure out where that's out. I'll have to figure out where that's out in Maryland, and uh, I'll have to go there and visit it. Yeah, and there's one in Albuquerque. Albuquerque. So I could go see that. It's it's probably after a left turn. Mm-hmm. Undoubtedly. Shall we move on to the emails, Rick? Yes. Take it away. So our first email, hello. This one I thought was kind of relevant. It's a very old email. This was from from way back in the <laughs> email archive. It's a Ugh. very old one, but I thought it was kind of relevant. Um, hello, my name is Vault, and I want to start by saying I love your podcast. And I was re-listening to episode two. That's how old this email is. <laughs> I wanted to weigh in on it. My great-great-grandfather worked on the Manhattan Project, and he told me it was the biggest technical advancement in his lifetime. Second, I love a certain build that I use in every Fallout. One, two, three, Brotherhood of Steel, Tactics, New Vegas. And that's the everyday man. <laughs> I use what would be in the home. It's quite the challenge to play, no armor and stuff like that. Love the show and can't wait for Fallout 4. Huh. And I think that would be a very cool thing to do, to just build a, an everyday fellow build. Yeah. Yeah, just wearing clothes and... And, like, there's the, the pipe wrench. You could use the pipe wrench as your weapon. Just wear some clothes. That'd be, that'd be hard to RP, though, because if I was an everyday man, which I am, mm-hmm. uh, and I was walking along... You know, minded my own business, went out of an orange colored sky. There lay a fat man. I would probably try to use it. But then again, that would probably be where my story ended. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that'd be kind of a anyway, hard one I think it would be cool. Maybe we should do that in the future sometime. Yeah. It'd be fun. It'd be, it'd be, it'd be a very fun let's play. <laughs> uh, and a one star review. What's next? That was an excellent evil laugh, though. <laughs> Kudos, sir. So our next thing was a tweet. Wait. It came from Callus Kick. Go ahead. What are you saying? Sorry, I read that uh, Mr. Zach said his grandfather was at the Trinity tr- Trinity test, and I'm thinking, how is he using the word "was" there? <laughs> like, he's there now as dust, or was he just there watching it? Because didn't like people get really hurt from that? Yeah, but lots of people were there. Lots of. Oh yeah, oh. I don't understand why this is a is something that's confusing to you. Because I thought like never mind. I thought I thought people had gotten offed because of the Trinity test. I have my history wrong apparently. Yeah, there were just people there, and they had like little pieces of, of tinted glass. <laughs> they were watching the, the explosion through. Yeah, I'm sorry. His and sure, lots of that. people were were hurt, but. Yeah. I'm sorry, his follow-up to that in chat. He was the bomb. He was the bomb. <laughs> Let's move on, Rick. Let's move on. We're, we've been very sidetracked. I was sad. Our up. next email is not an email. It is, in fact, a tweet. It came from Callis K. You guys haven't talked much about the holotape games on the podcast. Which ones have you collected so far? Um, All of them. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, they're they're pretty cool. I haven't spent that much time playing them. I really want to uh, to finish the Grognak one because it looks really cool. But I haven't spent that much time with them. I haven't I haven't played any of them outside of Vault One Eleven. <laughs> I played the Space Invaders one. That was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I'm I, a fan I, of Space Invaders. Now, yeah, my, my Loot Crate Space Invader. <laughs> you got a Space Invader from Loot Crate? Yes, in Lisa Frank colors. Oh. <laughs> um, you know, guys, we were actually thinking about this holotape game thing, and we're going to be doing something pretty cool with this uh, in the future. Probably, probably starting in, in February was when we're booting up. We're just trying to figure out how to exactly do it. So stay tuned. Hopefully, you guys play them. If you don't play them, get ready to play them a lot. That's all we're going to say right now. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. Any uh, any final thoughts on uh, on this episode, Shaleen? I'm good. Awesome. Well, you can tweet at our show at Fallout OTR uh, on Twitter. You can also tweet at me at Rick McVick. And you can tweet at Shaleen at Shaleen L. Now, Shaleen, uh, are there any other ways that people can connect with you 
off of the show yes, on Twitter? Actually, um, I just wanted to mention that I've had a couple of uh, random friend requests on Steam, Xbox Live, and PlayStation Network. And I have no problem accepting your, your friend request or getting me followed by, you know, on uh, on XBL or whatever. Yeah. My gamer tag is Kid Shaleen with a space in it. Uh, Kid Shaleen, S-H-A-L-I-N-E. And uh, I think I have the same uh, gamer tag across all the platforms on <laughs> PSN and Steam. So just search for Kid Shaleen and that's probably me. And go ahead and feel free to uh, to add me to your friend list. Yeah, and um, for me, I really only am on Steam, and my Steam ID is FoxDie. Um, you'll know me by the little vault boy with the thumbs up. So that's FoxDie on Steam if you want to check that out. Um, and something that happened to me a couple of days ago on Steam, they have Steam Broadcasting now. If anyone's used that, you should like tweet at me about it because I'm not quite sure what that is if anyone's ever had hands-on experience with that. So... Um, yeah, so you can also email us your stories um, at falloutotr at gmail.com. And like and subscribe this uh, video on our YouTube channel. It means a lot to us. You can find our show on iTunes and Stitcher. You can leave us a review on iTunes and Stitcher. And we have a few five-star reviews to shout out this week. Um, Negan and Glenn. Spen Brom. I probably said that wrong. Stevie Kill Toost. I probably said that wrong, too. Auxiliary underscore EDM. Jeff Clapp, general underscore knowledge, who's in the chat room. Thanks, buddy. 65 Diesel. I should say 65 Diesel, because he's got an exclamation point. Yard and Angel, Karina Jones, and the Hy- Hydro Melon from the UK, where I have. What, like a watermelon? Oh. It's clever. It's clever. That's the second wonderful. That is the second most wonderful Isn't it good? pun I have missed in two weeks. I miss Ronald Reagan, and I miss Hydro Man. Brom's in our chat room too, so shout out to him. Thanks for the thanks for the five star review. Oh, did I mention? It? Oh yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you for that. Um, so yeah, we record live on Fridays. Uh, the new time will be at seven o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard on YouTube. Uh, so remember, next week, seven o'clock p.m. Same place, different time. On YouTube.com uh, slash Quest Gaming Network slash live. You can check out other great QGN shows streaming on YouTube. And are they still on Twitch? Are any of these on Twitch anymore? I Dancing with Daggers might still be on Twitch. I don't know. Okay. Well, either way. Um, Outer Scrolls off the record. Classic Outer Scrolls. Dragon Age off the record. Warcraft off the record. And Dancing with Daggers, which is streaming tonight. Or are they doing the... Uh... Yeah. Tonight at 10.30 Eastern, they're doing something with a tower. I, I think you're <laughs> supposed to recognize the screenshot, but I didn't. Because like I said earlier, I've only played a little ESO because I always quit because I feel stupid. <laughs> okay. Well, they're doing something nasty with a tower. Thank you so much for listening, guys. And uh, join us next week as we discuss... What are we discussing? I forget. Oh, um, we're doing a Fallout IRL. We're doing that. That's a thing. <laughs> to, to next, I'm sorry. Next I'm... week is going to be all about radiation and okay. and the children of the atom and. Ah, <laughs> oh, man, you dropped the hiss there. I was going for it anyway. <laughs> Shaleen, what's your last word for this evening? Glory to Astorka. What? Thank <laughs> you.